Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Jesse Frieden is a professional freelance dog photographer who creates memorable images of dogs and their owners. He shoots primarily in black and white and always sets out to capture the true essence of the dog. For the past 10 years, he has learned a lot about the dog and human relationship, and he's also done several book projects on those relationships as well. Jesse, thank you so much for joining me this evening on Dog Save the People. I'm really thrilled to have you as a guest. Thanks for having me, John. So we met years ago uh, in New York City. I was really excited because at that time I was working with a dog shelter up in Connecticut called the Little Guild of St. Francis, which really holds a special place in my heart. You actually went up there to photograph some of the workers, some of the shelter workers up there. Such a great organization. And it was so nice that you connected me. But I also was reminiscing before our call about how I met you years and years ago. Like when I just first started photographing dogs in New York at, I think it was your store. Yes, down in the West Village. Yeah, yeah. And so it's been a long relationship. We've had sort of popping in and out of each other's lives, which is just wonderful. (laughs) So Jesse, you are an amazing photographer. And I just wanted to begin by asking you a little bit about your work and how you found your way into this particular art form. Yes. So um, when I was growing up, I had, um, I always like to say that the reason I got into photography was because I had a plastic Fisher-Price camera when I was very little. And I was, for some reason, really obsessed with that camera. And I think what was so fascinating about it was that I could, you know, hold this sort of piece of equipment, this like plastic little cube up to my eye and observe my world. And when I was in college, a lot of my friends were artists and I kind of was just doing my own thing. And somebody introduced me to an old Polaroid land camera, which is the kind from the 70s where you pull the film out and you peel the film apart. And there was something about picking up that camera when I was like, I don't know, maybe a freshman or something in college. I became obsessed with photography at that moment. It kind of all came back to me, the the desire to observe my world. And that's really what started me down this road to being a photographer. That's how it started. And I never, ever thought I would do anything with it professionally, although I secretly wanted to. I moved to San Francisco after college, started working at a dog daycare facility because I needed uh-huh. a job and didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, as you do when you're in your yeah. 20s. <laughs> and a friend of mine was uh, the master printer at a high-end family photography studio in San Francisco, and they had an internship program there. And I applied and was rejected and did not want to take no for an answer, so I just kept applying and somehow convinced them. And that's where my education came from. I never got my MFA. I never, you know, went to art school. I just learned as an apprentice for a year. That changed my life, for sure. I bet. And that's actually really how I got into dog photography. One of my mentors suggested that I photograph dogs because I had tried to do what my mentors were doing, which was photograph families. And, you know, I don't have a ton of interest in families. Right. And I had you know, I've been working in these dog daycare places and and really into dogs. So when my mentors suggested that I photograph dogs, I really thought it was a dumb idea, to be honest, in the beginning. I I thought, that sounds cheesy. You know, there was other people 15 or so years ago doing this. It was pretty cheesy. It was, you know, kind of cutesy, which is really not my style. Right. But 
I found a friend, I photographed her dog, and I still have a picture of her pug in my office that I can see literally every day. That first session, although it sounds a little bit hokey, really was an aha moment. You know, I, I made this work that opened up my mind and, and showed me that I could sort of take this fine art portrait style that I was so in love with and apply it to this subject matter. Ever since then, I've been doing this every day. So You found a way to connect the two loves of your life, which yes. is dogs and photography. Totally. You know, I mean, even I've been doing this for almost 15 years now, and even though running a business, as I'm sure you know, is challenging, you know, it, it's hard to stay motivated and creative when you're your job is to be creative. So all those challenges are, are real. However, even on the most frustrating days or when I'm tired, I literally wake up and I'm like, wow, I've made a job that's super weird that people think is pretend and I make money and I can support myself and I can put good out into the world and I can make people happy and I can stay inspired. And that's a real miracle. So what a gift. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And I do agree with you because dog photography, although it really has evolved over the years and there are certain, certainly through history have been amazing photographs taken of dogs and of animals. Yes. Um, it does have this sort of uh, kitschy personality and yet dogs are such amazing subjects. And what I love about your work is that you are able to make these connections between dogs and their humans. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. So you had mentioned that you find that dogs are way into people's personal stories and that mm -hmm. while the dogs are the stars of your work, what you're really looking at are the relationships and the human condition. That's exactly right. You know, clearly I'm very passionate about dogs, their place in society and our relationship with them. I think dogs are this really interesting vehicle to understand you know, the human condition, observing that relationship and getting to show to my clients, this is what's important to you. I'm just seeing it through this lens of how you treat your, your dog. And um, it brings out so much of us, I think. And I have a quote here from you that says, dogs are the vehicle with which we heal our hurts, grow and change. And I, I find that so true because so much of my life, I look back and all the different journeys and challenges and struggles and joys that I've had I see them through my memories of my dogs and my relationships with my dogs. And my dogs have been there through so many things that I've experienced. And um, it's hard for me to remember without thinking about what was my dog or who was my dog at that time and were they by my side and how did they respond. And it's really a beautiful lens. Some of the work in the pet space is really interesting and some of it is less interesting, but when I say as someone, you know, that I photograph dogs, they sometimes will have an idea of what I do. So I get to really actually tell people that there's a, a different way to do this. You know, this can be done in a, in a sort of elevated way that really is about storytelling and emotion. Now, tell me about the book, speaking about it briefly earlier, Finding Shelter. Yeah, so Finding Shelter was a book that I published um, with Lions Press in 2016. It was uh, a side project that I had started years ago, you know, I was noticing lots of photographers in this pet photography space are doing wonderful work by going to animal shelters, you know, all around the world and photographing the adoptable animals. And it's very clear that a professional photograph of an adoptable animal is going to help them get out of the shelter so much faster. So it's great that those people are doing that, but I did not see anyone looking at the other side of the equation, which is the, the volunteers at these shelters. And uh, as someone who was 
you know, I want to always tell a story that isn't being told. And I also, you know, really feel like humans and, and dogs are a story to be told together. So I um, started out just kind of on my own dime going to animal shelters and rescue groups in California when I was living out there and photographing the volunteers. And I did that for a few years. And it was so interesting because my theory, what I wanted to prove in that book was that it wasn't just the people that were healing these dogs. It was the dogs that were healing the people. And of course, I didn't tell people that, but that's what I wanted them to show to me. And that's really what I saw. And the book came out and, you know, I got to photograph the Little Guild in Connecticut, which is a group that you're really tied to. And they were so wonderful. That's such a great experience because having worked in different shelters, the volunteers really make the place alive. And certainly the people that work there who are living with it day in, day out are running it and keeping it going. But volunteers are coming in on their own time and really being of service. For me, part of that book was as an artist, you know, of course I do other work, but my main focus is centered around this human dog human connection. So I always sort of want my subjects to tell my own story. I think being an artist is kind of selfish, which is fine, but I want to photograph things that sort of reflect back who I am. And so in this book, you know, I was intentionally or maybe not intentionally trying to to show that we give so much to dogs, but they give so much to us. And there's this bond that is hard to articulate in words. So of course, I can do it in photographs, but what I did as I photographed is I simply asked, why do you volunteer? And that was all I asked. I didn't ask a whole lot else. Everyone told me the same story, which was, you know, volunteering has changed my life. You know, I get so much from this work, I couldn't live without it. And that's just a really powerful message. Oh, it sure is. And I know that when I was volunteering over the years with, in particular, I've been working with Yonkers, as, uh, right. which is a shelter outside of New York City. It was the highlight of my day. And a lot of times it was hard to get there because it's an hour drive. And But the minute that I would get there and like take my leash out of the back seat and I'd see the dogs. And while it is heartbreaking, knowing that a lot of these dogs are going to sit there for weeks, months, or years, when I'm connecting with them and opening my heart and just trying to show them that, you know, yeah, everything's going to be okay. You're going to find a home. It brought so much joy to me and it, it brought me so much in the moment. Right. And I think that that's so much of what volunteers are getting from this experience. It was so much work. I traveled and it was difficult and all this stuff. And, you know, it was one of the best times of my life, just getting to talk to all these people and meet all these dogs, knowing that some of them would find homes, some of them would stay in the shelter and some of them wouldn't find their way out. And being part of that was as difficult as it was, I could not have been happier, you know. It's really cool that you found that as a subject matter. And I really appreciate what you said earlier about your art and how photographing the volunteers with the dogs was really kind of a self journey. And I do think that art, all of our work, creative work really is about our own journey and things that are interesting to us, even if the subject matter is something completely outside of us, but it, it does reflect back and it teaches us a lot about ourselves. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right. You know, I still sometimes feel a little bit self-conscious about saying that, even though that's just, that's my reality. I get to have a job that allows me to create work for other people that makes them super happy. And I'm so glad to be part of that. And every day I'm also just actually studying myself, you know, yeah. um, through my client work, through these book projects. 
Now, next year, you have a book scheduled to come out called When Dogs Heal. Can you tell me a little bit about this next project? Yeah, yeah. So When Dogs Heal is coming out at the end of 2020 with uh, Learner Books, which is a wonderful publisher. I have been similar to Finding Shelter. Uh, When Dogs Heal was started out as a side project for me. I met Dr. Garofalo in 2011. He is a very well-known HIV specialist in Chicago that works with HIV um, and LGBTQ youth. Rob, Dr. Rob, was diagnosed uh, with HIV in 2011, or maybe 2010. And when he struggled with his own diagnosis, it shattered him. And it was very difficult, of course. Soon after that diagnosis, he was at some conference where my father, who's also a doctor, uh, ended up sitting next to him randomly. And instead of listening to the speaker at this conference, Rob was looking at pictures of this little puppy he had just gotten, um, a puppy named Fred, on his phone. And my dad noticed, and he's like, oh, you know, my son is a photographer. And so Rob uh, called me and became one of my clients, and we became friends. And I could just tell how, how much this little dog meant to him, even though, even though I didn't really know much about Rob's story. And a couple years ago, we were all in LA at my LA studio, which I don't have anymore. And um, we were still talking about Rob's experience about how Fred, his dog, had changed his life and helped him survive his diagnosis. And we thought, you know what, I bet there's other people that are HIV positive that have dogs that have had a very similar experience. So, you know, we just started to think about how we could tell that story. We traveled to a bunch of cities, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Atlanta, and we photographed people from as, you know, as diverse a group as we could get who were willing to out themselves and tell their stories about living with HIV and how their dogs had saved their lives. And it was just incredibly powerful. Um, I mean, I've read these stories front to back just millions of times over the years putting this project together. And every single time I read one of these stories, I just am moved to tears, basically, because they're so powerful. Anyways, uh, so we had an exhibit in 2015 at the New York um, Gay and Lesbian Center. And after that, we got a lot of publicity, and um, we finally got a publisher and wow. you know, put this book together. And I, you know, I try not to be biased, but I... I think it's a very, very powerful book, and it tells a story that hasn't been told. And, you know, unfortunately, I think our society is tired of hearing about HIV, which is terrible because it's still a huge reality that we need to really be aware of. My goal um, in this book was to put the story back into the hands of the community that's experiencing this. Well, it's so interesting. Again, it's such a beautiful topic. I have known many people and still do many survivors who are living with HIV and I'm here to tell you that their dogs and their pets but I, I'm speaking more about the dogs have really changed their lives these dogs have been there for them and it's a very very special bond as I do believe with many people who struggle with different illnesses for me it's just it, it's such a powerful subject and I can't wait to see that book now in general in your work over the years, what have you noticed about the connection and relationship between dogs and humans? It's a great question. I think one of the most important things that keeps me coming back to this topic is there's something about the closeness that we share with dogs that allows us to sort of keep secrets and have an intimacy that is private. When you're with your animal, especially dogs, that's just what I'm looking at mostly, you can be vulnerable. You can experience unconditional love. And that really is what I keep coming back to over all these years is humans 
are searching for unconditional love. That's just the human condition. And we find it in people, of course, and other things that bring us happiness and always find it in our pets, especially our dogs. And, and that is the crux of the whole thing. And, you know, it's so powerful just to see people from all walks of life experience that same thing and let me sort of dive into that relationship and pull that out for them. Because I think why clients come to me at least is because they want someone to say, it's okay to have those feelings. It's okay to experience that closeness and the images that I create for them lets them experience that over and over again. And it's just kind of like a very joyful cycle. Absolutely. Now, Jesse, you had a dog who passed fairly recently named Pancake. Yeah, Pancake was my first dog ever, actually. I didn't grow up with dogs. He was a Boston Terrier, a very special creature. You know, I got him as a puppy. He came to the studio with me every day. He loved helping me test lights. He loved everybody. He was so well socialized. I mean, we just had a very symbiotic relationship. We did everything together, constantly going on adventures and, and hiking. And there was something about that closeness that let me sort of feel myself and also experience what it was like to be vulnerable with something every day, all day for 13 years. And I have not got a new dog since he's passed. And I'm just, you know, I know when the time's right, another dog will come into my life. And I'm just letting that sort of happen at its own pace right now. I'm sure that Pancake will handpick the next <laughs> beautiful dog for you. That's a really great sentiment. You know, I, I think you're right. I think I, as a person, you know, I'm around dogs all day, uh -huh. whether it's clients or friends or doing a project at a shelter, et cetera. But there still is always one dog that is at the top of the pile and is Pancake, you know? So, yeah. um, but, uh, but you're right. I'm sure one day there will be a dog that just shows up in my life and I'm sure there will be some sort of connection between the two. So Jess, you work and live in Santa Fe. I do. Yeah. I have a studio here in Santa Fe and I've been living here for a while and I love it. It's so beautiful. It's so dog friendly. I get to go hiking yeah. all the time. Yeah. Nice. And so people can hire you. They can contact you and, and engage with you to do some portraiture of their dogs or themselves and their dogs both. Correct. Yeah, exactly. You know, I work, although I'm based in Santa Fe, I work with clients in and around New Mexico, but I've worked in San Francisco for years and years. So I'm out there a couple times a year and, um, you know, people can go to my website, jessefrieden.com, J-E-S-S-E-F-R-E-I-D-I-N.com. And now, Jesse, can we find you on social media as well? Yes, you definitely can. You can find me on Instagram, just at jessefrieden, and on Facebook, Frieden photo and on Twitter. And I think those are the ones, those are all the ones I use. I'm so grateful that you joined us this evening on Dog Save the People. Yeah. Thanks so much, John. It's really a pleasure to, to catch up with you. Thank you, Jesse. We'll talk soon. I really enjoyed speaking with Jesse and learning about his process. The fact that he is shooting in black and white creates a very, very special series of photographs for the person whose dog is being photographed or possibly if he's photographing both that person and their dog. It's real fine art. And for me, I truly wish that Jesse had been around when I had my dog, Tiny Tim, who was my hairy soulmate. Tiny Tim died about 10 years ago. And I would love to have had more images and really fine art images of Tiny Tim and myself. It's something that we can all treasure. And I love that Jesse has created this special niche for himself and the work that he's done, 
the books that he's created. It's a really valuable and very special body of work. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you.